This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Thursday afternoon in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Time once again for instant analysis following the media viewing periods at today's football practice on the University of Alabama campus. It's a beautiful day here in Tuscaloosa. Still a little chilly, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 degrees, but if you're practicing football out there today, I gotta think it's just about uh, right. Absolutely perfect conditions to be outdoors uh, practicing football. We would typically come to you from inside the Coleman Coliseum right there behind us, but uh, Alabama women's basketball I think was going through a practice. Now the men's team last night over in Birmingham put on an absolute three-point exhibition in a win over the Bulldogs of Sanford. How about John Petty? 10 of 13 from three-point range. Alabama wins 105-87. Busted the clock. We used to call that busting the clock back in the day. I don't know about you guys. When we were in high school or younger, uh, if you if you the scoreboards, I'm so old. The scoreboards back in the day didn't have room for that third digit so if a team went over 100 it just started over on zero again and we called that uh breaking the clock busting the clock and that's what alabama did against sanford last night 39 points 10 rebounds for john petty john petty going home on saturday gets to take on the bruins of belmont that'll be an interesting game at the von braun center i know they call it something else now it's got some type of corporate name now up there but it'll always be the von braun center just like it's the BJCC in Birmingham. It's Legacy Arena, I know that. It'll always be the BJCC. But a pretty quick turnaround for Nate Oates and his team coming up Saturday afternoon for a 2.30 tip-off against a really good mid-major in Belmont and NCAA tournament team back in March. So uh, nothing to sneeze at the competition here. You get Richmond here on December 29th, and then for the Alabama men's team, it's right into SEC play and a road trip to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators. Now, on the football field today, it was interesting, really, just the walk into the Hank Crisp indoor facility, which we passed through today to go to the far practice field on the outside. So, walking through the Hank Crisp indoor facility, there's Tuatanga Vailoa right there. Looked like he was uh, maybe in a rehab session uh, with a member of the athletic training staff at Alabama. Had on his Alabama gear, you know. So we can at least report that. I'm sure Charlie Potter, my colleague there at BamaOnline.com, is going to have that for you. We did have a Tua sighting on the premises today. Uh, not outside with the team at practice, but indoors. Look like, again, taking care of some, uh, some uh, rehab stuff. So that was good to see from Tua's perspective. Um, we also saw a newcomer once we got out there today and practice got underway, drills got underway. We saw Jacquez Robinson, the... Uh, mid-year enrollee coming up from Jacksonville, Florida, Sandalwood High School. Played in my old conference down there. I played in the Gateway Conference 30-plus years ago. And that uh, that's where Jacquez Robinson has cut his football teeth. So Jacquez Robinson was out there in a number seven jersey 
Trayvon Diggs, uniform, I don't think has gotten cold even at this point. Jacquez Robinson already in that number seven that Trayvon Diggs has worn the last few years. And so uh, there he was, the newcomer, just signed yesterday at practice today. Now he's going through sort of an acclimation process that'll involve him, uh, you know, not being able to work out in full pads and things like that. But he is out there. He was in a helmet jersey shorts uh and going through drills going through some individual drills with nick saban himself how about that for a transition for jack Wes robinson go from high school football to your first drills on the college level being overseen by the man himself nick saban so we did see jack Wes robinson out there today uh, as a mid-year enrollee and so uh, about what you would expect we did see lebrian ray on the practice field today didn't like he was going to go through drills with those other defensive linemen he was in a black non-contact jersey uh, but he was out there nonetheless. Um, didn't see Scooby Carter with those aforementioned defensive backs. So the sort of mystery and intrigue surrounding his status continues on. There had been talk that perhaps he would be out there today. Uh, he was not, at least during the early stages of the practice. Um, didn't see Josh McMillan with the inside linebackers, if you're going to ask about Josh. Um, Looked like Christian Harris was able to do a little bit more. You've read Charlie Potter's practice reports the last few days at BamaOnline.com. You know Devontae Smith looks like he's able to ramp it up a little bit more uh, with those wide receivers. So that's about it in terms of item of specific note from Thursday's media viewing periods. That's about what we saw. Now, you got to love this Christmas music, right? Never gets old, does it? You got anything for me? Uh, as we uh, get into some Q&A here before we get out. It's nice out today. Scott's asking if I have a gut feeling on if Tua will come back or make the plunge to the NFL. You know, Scott, I really don't. I thought it was interesting yesterday, later in the afternoon towards the – yeah, I know, Rod, it's very festive, isn't it? Um, later in the afternoon, into the evening, you saw the tweet from Tua, decisions, decisions. That obviously sparked a lot of interest among Alabama fans. What that told me was that he hasn't made a final determination either way, um, which I think if you're an Alabama fan right now, your approach should be no news is good news. Um, perhaps the longer this thing goes on, perhaps it means good things for uh, Alabama. We'll see. Um, asking if Alabama can still get – to the number one class, Alabama is number two right now, correct? Yes, Alabama in the composite, uh, the 24-7 sports composite rankings at last check was just behind the Clemson Tigers in that number two spot. That's probably a better question. I know it's a better question for Tim Watts or Hank South. Um, but when you consider that Alabama is still in the market, still in the hunt for some highly regarded guys in, in, in the, the narrow nature of the separation between Clemson and Alabama right now, I would think it's possible. Uh, is it is it going to happen? I don't know. Deron asking about Alabama players sitting out for the bowl games. You know, every guy's different. Every situation's different, Deron. Selfishly, I, like a lot of you, would love to see all these guys play. Um, but I also can't relate from a standpoint of the type of money and the uh, future that some of these guys have, and especially when you consider that a guy like Terrell Lewis has had the injuries he's already had. Terrell Lewis got out of this year what he needed to get out of it. I wouldn't say entirely everything he needed out of it because I'm not convinced that he was still all the way back 
uh, really at just about any point in the season, but he got through 11 games in pretty good health. He showed that pass rush ability that NFL people want to see. He had 16 quarterback hurries in just 11 games. And, um, you know, he can give himself some time. You know he's going to play in the Senior Bowl, or at least he's going to be a part of the Senior Bowl week. Uh, we'll see if he actually plays in the game. But, you know, the difference with the Senior Bowl and the Citrus Bowl is that the Citrus Bowl, you know, you're talking about January 1st. The Senior Bowl, that's a whole, that's another month tacked onto that. So he has a little bit better time frame to work with to really get himself where he needs to be uh, in advance of that. Ryan wanting to know what will Mac Jones do if Tua comes back and Bryce Young is in that mix. I have to get my uh, my Magic 8 ball out on that one. Um, you know, I think Mac's a competitor, and I don't think anything has happened in the last month that would shake Mac's confidence, something that's been pretty well documented about him. Uh, now, you know, you got to be realistic about situations too. And if it turns out that Tua comes back, Bryce Young comes in, Bryce Young has a great spring, kind of brackets himself maybe even with Mac Jones. These are all hypotheticals. Who knows how it's actually going to play out? Um, then if you're Mac Jones, maybe you need to, to look at some things potentially elsewhere. But there hasn't been anything that's happened yet that's tangible anyway that I think would lead Mac Jones to think at this point, you know what, I better start looking around. And we'll see how the bowl game goes. Obviously, there are high expectations for Bryce Young, understandably so. Uh, but Mac's been here three years. He has a lot invested in that. And UA's invested a lot in him. And uh, he just doesn't strike me as the type that's going to think about things in terms of what if and then make a jump. Trey Sanders' question. I uh, didn't really see him today. Didn't make an effort to look over there. The running backs were across from us today. So it's a pretty muddled view. Uh, but when we saw him up close two days ago in the Hank Crispin door facility, thought he looked good. You know, he's showing signs of making those strides and getting back to the point where he was that had him as the number one running back recruit for the class of 2019. So I'd say all signs are positive right now. Continue to be positive for Trey Sanders. Had a question too about the three draft eligible wide receivers. Actually, there's what, four? Terrell Shavers is draft eligible. He's not going to go in the NFL draft, but people forget that Terrell Shavers was also a part of uh, of that class that included Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs III. Now, as for, you know, this is the advice I'm giving Alabama fans in relation to, you know, those three wide receivers and the potential for any or a couple of them to come back. I would take one coming back as a big win. If you get one of those three, whether it's Devontae Smith or Henry Ruggs, the third most likely, it would be one of those two. It's a huge win because you bring back Jalen Waddell. Uh, you got John Mechie going into year two. You got Tyu Jones-Bell that just signed yesterday that's going to be on campus uh, for spring practice. Treshawn Holden, another early enrollee that's going to be on campus. You're going to have Xavier Williams, Terrell Shavers. Uh, you just get one of those three, you're going to have a really good wide receiver core next year. Um, if you get two, then it's uh, – I would consider that like an upset. And, and I'm not saying it totally can't happen, but I, I guess my, my – I would put more of my hopes on just one of the three coming back. 
Todd asking about concerns facing this Michigan team. You know, I haven't really looked at Michigan, haven't watched a lot of Michigan this year. I just think that uh, when you lose, when you're minus three in terms of starters on the defensive side of the ball and you're talking about each of the three levels, it looks like you're going to be minus DJ Dale on your defensive line. You're going to be minus Terrell Lewis at the linebacker level. And you're going to be minus Trayvon Diggs in your secondary. I, It's got to be, regardless of who you were playing, even if this would have been Virginia in the Orange Bowl, you would be worried, you'd be concerned about that defense and whether or not guys like Christopher Allen and Ben Davis and Josh Job and, um, you know, the continuation up front of, of those young guys, Justin Aboigby, Byron Young, you know, Ishmael Softshire. Do we see more of him perhaps in the postseason? Um, you know, that's that's where you have your biggest concerns. I'd still say right up the middle of the defense, though, because I thought in the Auburn game, that's where Alabama was hurt the most in the second half, when they needed to make some statements on early downs and get stops in the second half. They were gashed time and time again. Um, and so right up the middle of that defense, can these inside linebackers continue to improve? Is Christian Harris going to be healthy enough? Um, again, it looked like today, looked like he was maybe – uh, the last couple of days, I guess he's taken on more, so we'll see. Defense, though, you know, Shea Patterson, last time he saw an Alabama defense, he was at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss kicked a field goal and gave up 66 points. I, I think uh, I think he likes his chances a little better against this defense. What else do we got? Just talked about Christian Harris, Michael. Uh, I wouldn't say he's totally full go, but um, he's looking a lot closer to it. That's something I know Charlie will have in his practice report, too. You need to check that out. Anything else before we get out of here? We're going to do this again either tomorrow or Saturday. We'll have another instant analysis for you. thought it was pretty timely today because, again, Alabama added mid-year enrollee, early enrollee, Jacquez Robinson, the cornerback from Sandalwood High School, was out there today in his first practice as a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide. So you lose Trayvon Diggs, you put Jacquez Robinson in number seven. And when you talk about the physical attributes, he looks a lot like a young Trayvon Diggs. He's 6'1-ish, 6'2", long, 190 pounds or so. Uh, and that uh, and that sort of assembly line at that position sort of keeps moving right along. That's going to do it for instant analysis on a Thursday. This will upload to the Built by Bama online podcast. So if you missed any or a good bit of today's segment, we'll have that for you on the Built by Bama online podcast. You need to check out that as well because Tim and myself, Tim Watson and myself, we did a uh, extensive breakdown of Alabama's early 2019, 2020, excuse me, recruiting hall and that's up right now at the built by bama online podcast on itunes and anywhere else you consume your pods also the round table there at bamaonline.com you always want to stay posted up right there for sure have a great rest of your thursday everybody we'll talk to you again real soon